Well, hello, hello everyone. It's Mark Howard, and um, just got the recording started, and that's important because, you know, it's what I will send to all of you um, in a few days after today's teleseminar. So welcome, everyone. Um, before we get started today, I just want to make uh, let people know that I am doing two seminars in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada on May 17th to the 20th of this year. And um, if any of you are interested in information about these seminars, uh, email me at drmarkhoward at comcast.net. That's drmarkhoward at comcast.net. So we're getting started in our teleseminar. And just as a review, um, you know, I'm going to present on the topic for today for a little while, maybe 25 minutes or so, and then check in with everyone here on the call. Uh, really uh, welcome us interacting with one another. So um, at the end of my presentation, when I check in with everyone, I really would welcome anybody who would like to share from uh, today's um, teleseminar or ask a question or just share from their own understanding of the three principles. Um, you know, when I started these teleseminar series, uh, I really wanted it to be um, very interactive and us talking with one another. So welcome to all of you. We have uh, new people joining us. And, um, oh, by the way, um, when um, I do stop the presentation and see if anybody wants to uh, join in, I'll instruct you on how to how to do that. Uh, you would just hit star uh, two on your telephone. But I'll remind you. Well, welcome. We have a lot of people on the call today. It's just really great to see some new people joining us. And and I hope you uh, have liked the um, teleseminar, which are now podcasts on iTunes as well as on SoundCloud. Um, and this is our fourth year of doing them, and I'm really happy that they are found to be helpful with people. And also just loved hearing other people who have shared on the teleseminars. Anyhow, today I wanted to talk about um, the world of, uh, of thought or thought. The world is just the world of thought. Um, and we hear Sydney Banks share that a lot. And over the past month, it really um, had a different meaning for me that, I wanted to share with you today and see if um, it makes sense to you and open up a dialogue about it if you'd like to do so. But um, one, I, I want to cover a few things, but one of the things I want to share is what, what really came to me this month is that everything we see um, is really uh, the result of thought. It really is, a, you know, just a, a world full of thought. And I was thinking about this, or it came to me, because here in the San Francisco, California area, our mayor is really devoting money to our homeless situation. And I was thinking about connecting uh, with someone in the mayor's office to, to see if, you know, the principals could help. And I was just picturing a homeless person, and I just realized to myself, 
uh, of course, you only realize to yourself uh, that that's thought. That person on sitting on that sidewalk is thought in action. That's thought. And I, I don't mean it in any judgmental way. I, it just struck me that really any form you see about anyone and ourselves too is really thought in action. It's really thought. Not, I'm not looking at thinking. I'm looking at the spiritual principle of thought. And, and it just struck me when that uh, image occurred to me that everyone's situation and every way people handle themselves and every way people look to us and uh, including ourselves is really thought, is thought. That you're seeing thought playing out through the mind of that person. And to me, that really was a powerful simplification of um, what Sid has been saying for years, that it's a world of thought. And it really is. If you look at everything in action in our world, whether it is even just, um, you know, plants growing or birds flying or, again, you know, a homeless person out on the street, all of that is thought. Now, when you bring it back to the spiritual principle of thought, there's no um, quality about that. Like, there's no evaluation of that. It's just the simple truth that everyone is a representation of thought coming through them, forming the way they live in life, their reality of life through through thought. And I thought, wow, that really... uh, simplified it for me. Um, Not that I understand thought fully, but that I can now, you know, when I look through that understanding, I look around and that is thought, everyone is thought in action. I'm saying in action because, you know, uh, (laughs) people are moving, right? I mean, we're just not in one frame. So, but it's really a world of thought. It's without thought, that person would not uh, exist on that street in that way. Um, so I have a few things I want to cover with you. And one of the things that was coming to mind for me was, again, you know, the story that Sidney Banks would tell us about his um, spiritual enlightenment. And I'm not sure that all of you are aware that he talked to us at times of it starting I'm not saying that there was like a causal relationship about this, but he started to, I think, get hit by the notion of thought at work in the mill when one of his co-workers was reading um, Krista Murdy's book. And Krista Murdy is a well-known philosopher. And um, Sid opened it up, opened up the book, and he saw something about the nature of thought that Krista Murdy was speaking to, and it hit Sid. It hits it. It made some kind of sense to him. He didn't know what, but it made sense. It, it just struck a chord for him. And he says, I went back, you know, the next day to, to look where I, again, back at that page where I, I saw this about thought and he could never find it. But that started, I think, his being touched by the notion of thought. 
And again, the next step was that, you know, when he was at that workshop, you can listen to the story on the Long Beach lectures, if, um, and there may be some videos out there. I don't want to spend time with the story, but I wanted to just tell you how Sid kind of got hit by that, and to the point that he had a, a deep spiritual enlightenment that brought us eventually the principles. But one of the other things that jarred him was um, he was at this couple's workshop and, you know, him and his wife stopped attending the workshop after the first meeting because it was all going into arguing with one another and sharing your conflicts. But he stayed around and he kind of talked with this couple. Uh, The husband of the couple was a psychologist and it eventually came to the point where the psychologist, Sydney says that the psychologist something like, you know, all your insecurities are, you're not insecure, you just think you are. And Sid heard that so deeply that it completely changed him. And he said that the next three days he was just awake being filled with love and um, it was correcting his whole life to, to, the, to, un, to more deeply understanding. So, um, in, um, I don't really mean it this way, but I think that thought really, uh, uh triggered a spiritual insight for, for Sidney Banks. And, um, and he continues to share with us that our world really is made from the, from thought. Now, the other piece to take a look at here is that He's really speaking to the spiritual nature of these principles, the spiritual nature of thought. Thought as a bridge between the formless spiritual principles and our day-to-day thinking and our day-to-day realities that we live in. Uh, So, again, you know, the thought that I'm pointing to is um, formless. It's spiritual. We will never understand completely the nature of thought with our intellect because it's spiritual. It's the spiritual energy we are all a part of um, that allows us to know life moment to moment. And it's the bridge from um, the spiritual energy of mind that we are all a part of, which is this formless energy that keeps manifesting through us while we're alive. And thought is the principle that allows us to know life, to to see the reality we live in, not only see the reality we live in, but however we use thought, that's the reality we live in. So if you have an insecure moment, you know, in a way you could say you're using thought to create insecurity. If you have a joyful moment, that's that's the way uh, you're using thought. You cannot have um, an experience of life without thought and action. You are thought. You are that principle. Now, I want to talk about it being something that is not anything we will know through our intellect because you want to be grateful for any sense or glimpse you have about the principles and particularly the principle of thought, but you also want to be able, 
you also want to have the humility to see there's so much more to understand. What I find a lot of times in our three principles community innocently is that people think uh, that they know thought. Um, And I want to speak today a bit about this topic because there's more to see than you can imagine. Um, And yes, it, 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 it does, we do get glimpses in it, into it, and it is kind of the simplicity of just noticing that everything around you is the result of thought in that moment. That That is a nice, beautiful thing to get uh, a glimpse of, an understanding for. But there's more to see by what Sid, Sidney Banks is pointing to around the principle of thought. And if you keep open to that, you'll see more and it will help you because um, you want to live in the in kind of the feeling of discovery, that you're grateful for what you've been able to see and that you're open to just have more insight into the nature of thought or the principles. Otherwise, I think it gets frustrating for people to look at thought as as if we're talking about your own thinking. Um, Because then people think they need to do something about the principle of thought. They need to have better thoughts, you know. They, They need to be able to reduce their troubling thoughts. But as a spiritual energy, the principle of thought doesn't care what you do. It doesn't really matter uh, whether whatever quality of thinking you're in, you see. You're just given, as Sid mentions in the missing link, the gift of thought, the gift to see your life and to know life. So this is really an important dimension, and maybe you already have a sense of this, but I find in talking to people in the Three Principles community, um, that they have some sense, they have some feeling about needing to get thought, to understand thought or to know it. And of course, it's valuable to know it, but it's like our continual evolution to seeing the nature of thought more. And it's really stepping back within to look within to the fact that you are these principles and that you are this creator, that you're creating your moment-to-moment reality through thought. Thinking is just an element of thought. Um, I know for me, the, the very first insight I had that was very, very powerful and listening to Sidney Banks, and I talk about it a lot on different webinars and interviews and so forth, was that my feelings were made up. They were made up by thought. Now, I wasn't at that particular moment of an insight, that insight that came to me. I wasn't uh, um, looking at it like my thinking was creating my feelings. I saw that feelings were created via thought. You know, just the feeling I had for the spiritual energy thought. And it was very, very powerful. And, um, you know, I continue to keep looking in that direction. One of the beautiful things about looking at 
the world of thought is that it moves you to look within you, within inside, inside into your consciousness. And that helps a great deal to move in that direction. Because up until I had that insight, I was blaming all of my experiences and so forth on the outside of me, right? I was blaming it on my work. I was blaming it on a relationship. I was blaming it on my personality. And once that insight hit me that emotions are just made up through, through thought, I was a, I freed up to know to look within, not to change. Um, it never really was about changing my thinking. It was about looking within to try to see uh, that my experience, my feelings, uh, and my experience of life were coming from thought. Now, I I want that for all of you because. There's a lot of ideas out there about the principles. And one of the things to always keep in mind is that whatever the ideas are, they're good ideas, but that's not the principles. The principles are spiritual energy. So thought uh, is formless. So People get insights about it, and then they share the idea about it, but the idea is not the principle of thought. It's uh, the insight that was created by thought for that person. So ideas about thought and thinking that are out there in the community, they're wonderful ideas. They're truthful ideas. But but remember, they're not the principle of thought. They're the after effect of someone realizing the nature of thought. So you use uh, what uh, makes sense for you, but you always keep looking within for yourself to see more around um, the true nature of thought. And all that it really is simply is that thought is the principle that allows uh, the pure formless energy of mind to form. That's why Sid calls it a bridge between the form and the formless. It's the way for us in the spiritual nature to form something so we live in life, so we can know life, we can observe life, we can enjoy life, we can enjoy what's here. Um, it's a beautiful gift and I love, we were uh, reading in my Missing Link book club last week about uh, the chapter on the principles and Sid talks a lot about it being a gift. And I love that feeling of it being a gift because for me, it keeps me in wonder. It keeps me in gratitude that some energy greater than me uh gave me a gift in to live life to in order to live life so i think that's beautiful and again that's my take on it so one other area i want to look at in terms of today in terms of uh, the nature of thought is um that there's no right way about thought there's no right way that 
whatever it is that you, you know, however it is that um, you're you're using thought. I I don't know a way of saying it, you know, but whatever way that you think, there's no right or wrong way about it, you see. Um, There's nothing to get better at except really to keep an eye on deepening your understanding for the nature of thought. And of course, no one can force that, but you can stay reflective about um, what you truly are a part of. You could just keep an eye on um, maybe seeing thought in action. Like, for example, when I started today's teleseminar, I had no idea that I would see thought in a new way for me um, in the way that I just shared it with you. I was just, at that time, listening to a Sydney Banks tape, and all of a sudden it occurred to me, um, oh, yeah, you know, uh, our mayor's looking at the homeless situation, and then I had this image of, you know, a homeless person on on the sidewalk, on the street of San Francisco, and I thought, that's thought. That is thought. Like everything around us is thought. The ability to create architecture, beautiful architecture is thought. It must be because that's what allows us to form. Now, you don't want to look at it in terms of a quality like right or wrong. You just want to see that Whatever it is that you're experiencing about your moment is coming to you through thought. That's all you want to see. That is enough for you um, to know what to do with, uh, you know, the thinking that gets created or the experience you're having. But But if you could see that thought is spiritual or formless energy, you could see that uh, thinking about it in terms of there's a right experience to have or a wrong experience to have doesn't make sense because you're trying to put a form on something that's formless. And to me, that gave me a freedom then uh, to just stay reflected rather than begin to think about um, uh, the experience I'm having now through the power of thought is right or wrong, or I should have less than or more than. And it moved me more toward being more graceful and thankful. Um, so I think that's really important that, uh, to share with you that because, you see, um, there's also some thinking out there that um, whatever you think isn't real. I think I've heard it's something like that that's out in our community. I haven't heard it much, but I've heard people allude to that. And, well, you know, that's just not the case. That's just not the way to look at it. Because, you see, whatever uh, way you use thought, whatever you're thinking, that's, that's your experience. You're observing something. You know something. And you were given the gift of thought to know life, to navigate the, this, this life we uh, are, are living in together. So it's valuable to to know what, you know, to see something, to see 
your life, to see joy or to see harm. You know, it it, it isn't something around um, it not being real or not. That 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 isn't the way to look at it because again, you know, it's putting some kind of idea on on spiritual energy that just allows you to know your moment, your particular way. And again, as you have more of an understanding around the nature of thought, uh, your 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 way of looking at things usually changes. Um, but it. Uh, it isn't like it's not real. It's real. It's your reality. It's your reality. Um, now, I think that uh, that may have occurred in our community because, you know, there are times when Sidney Banks has talked about, you know, life being an illusion. And, you know, that's deep. That, he's talking very, very deeply there. And he's not talking about whatever you create through thought not being real. He's talking about that really life is spiritual. But that to me is pretty deep. And uh, I, you know, even though we may get a little glimpse of that, I don't know it. See, I don't know it. But just because he he, he says that, we don't, I don't really know truly what he means by that. I get a glimpse of it. But that, I'm just guessing here, but that doesn't have any comment about the fact that what you create through thought isn't real. See? Because you see, to see life as an illusion, you have to really have had a momentous insight. Now, you may have had glimpses to that, you may have had a feeling of that, that that's true. But to really see it to the level he's seen it, I don't know that, that that we have. So anyhow, that was just my guess in terms of why I hear uh, once in a while that what, you know, I, what I'm thinking isn't real. Well, it is. It's your reality. It must be. How else are you going to navigate your life? How else are you going to watch out for... Um, you know, uh, a truck barreling down on you when you're crossing the street. You better have thought about that, you know. Uh, and you better be real. I'm just joking with that. But, you know, um, I've worked uh, with, uh, um, in a medical center in a psychiatry department for 28 years, and I've seen people with many, many different situations that, they they are talking to me of finding it to be harmful. Well, through thought, they know these situations they have found themselves in life are harmful to them. They're working with me to find a way to take better care of themselves. Now, it is real that that's harmful. And thank God people have the capacity to think and know that. That's just an example. So... Um, I didn't want to carry on about that, but <laughs> you can maybe hear that I feel strongly about that. Again, there are ideas out there about the nature of thought. There, You take them for how they might be helpful to you. But I want you to really keep in mind that ideas, even mine, 
today are just what's formed about what I think, what's come to me. And you always want to keep looking within you for uh, what occurs to you about the spiritual nature of thought. One more, one more thing, and then I'll uh, ch- check in with everybody and hear what you have to say for today or any other questions you might have. One of the things that I loved about being able to share with you today about the nature of thought is that uh, Sid has told us that you know nobody in in uh, coming into life, no human being escapes insecurity, and it forms in different ways for everybody: worry, concern anxiety, whatever it is. It, no one escapes insecurity. But what helps people is understanding the nature of thought, that emotions are created through thought. They don't have a life of their own. And um, gradually through that understanding, um, uh, it helps people um, with their experiences of life. Anyhow, I hope all of that was helpful. Um, I'm going to just stop for now and check in with everyone, invite people to share. So if anybody has anything they want to share about today's teleseminar or any question you have um, or anything you wanted to share with us about your um, realizations about the principles, I'd love to hear it today on the teleseminar. Um, To do that, you need to press star two on your phone. Um, So I really want to welcome hearing people. And um, we have somebody already. So I think uh, this is Jane. Yes, it is. Hi, Mark. How are you today? Hi, Jane. I'm good. Hi. Good. Um, I wanted to carry on with your idea about life being an illusion because I've heard that on conversations as well, and I hear it in other activities other than 3P, but I wonder if it's addressing the what Sid would call the non-form and the formless, that duality of life. Does that follow with your train of thinking on illusion? Well, I, I just brought that up uh, because he does say that, and um, that really doesn't have a comment on the principle of thought, but my guess is... Um, from what I've gathered from that is um, is that yeah you know that really life is spiritual it's all spiritual yeah. energy you know he go when he says something like that what I remember him saying is that all of life is a ball of energy and so but I don't understand that um, so. Um, I think what he's saying, if you really uh, were able to gain a deep insight to the true nature of life, you would see that its form is is just an illusion. There's something greater than this, which is the spiritual energy we all live in, you know. So it could be the duality, of course, because we are all living in form. We can't right. help but do that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm very much enjoying the conversation on thought. It's deepening my understanding, and thank you for doing these for us in the larger community. Or you're, or you're welcome, Jane. You know, sometimes I, 
bring in Sid's words, and I mean, I don't really know what he's trying, you know, I don't really know particularly what he's trying to say there, but it does keep me looking within to see more, you know, like, it isn't like there's a denial of life. He's just kind of pointing that there's something really greater than what we can see. Um, um, so I hope that was helpful. Um, there's someone else here from, um, there's a cell phone and I've got, and it's Santa Rosa, California. Hello. Hello, Mark. Yes, can you hi. hear me okay? Hi, this is, yes. uh, this is David. This is David. Oh, hi. Oh, David. Hi, David. How are you? I'm good. That's, that's fabulous. So I was, uh, you mentioned uh, about this, uh, about thought and, uh, and something in the community that thought, um, an expression that uh, thought is not real, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just thought. Um, and um, what occurs to me is that uh, uh, anyone can have a thought uh, about something in the future that hasn't happened yet and um, think that uh, future, future out and then think that that's real. Um, and I was wondering if you could um, uh, talk to that. Well, you know, um, sure. You know, I, I think that uh, once we have uh, a thought of the future, um, first of all, uh, we're living in it in that moment then, right? So, again, the minute you have thought, thought and consciousness bring it alive for you in that moment. So, if you have a thought about the future, you will feel the effects of that immediately. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, it's a great question because, you see, in that moment, it'll be real for the person even though it hasn't happened yet. Um, so I don't know much more about that. That's a good question, David, you know. But, you know, if we look at the principles, if you have a thought about the future, or even if you have a thought about the past, the past is gone physically, uh, the minute you really engage that thought, you will be experiencing it as if it's now. Because that's the nature of these principles, right? Thought and consciousness bring all of you uh, to experience whatever it is you're creating through thought. So um, if I start to get nervous about my flight in three weeks, right now if I think about um, getting up and getting ready for that flight and I get nervous about that, I'm going to be living that now. And in that moment, it's going to be very real for me um, in that respect, in the respect that thought and consciousness create a reality that looks true. Again, that's why when people or friends of yours uh, are depressed, in a depressed mood, and you tell them all of the benefits of their life, you say, wait a minute, how come you're so low, man? You've got this going for you, you have this, you've got all of that. That's why they can't, they can't use that to make any sense of that because 
the way that they're using thought is real for them and that mood or whatever they're in that depressed mood, that looks real for them. That is real in that moment. Um, again, so is your thinking real in the moment too, you know? Seeing the benefits of that person's life is real for you. Um, now, so that's how the principles operate. Wherever, whatever direction you use thought to think about, it will feel real to you in that moment. You will live in it in that moment. That's why Sid talks about when we um, give energy to our memories um, uh, and we engage our memories of the past, the past comes alive for us today. Although it's over with, it's gone. It, you never can find that on the physical plane of life. That's why he says what people do is just carry uh, thought through life. You just carry it from the past to the present. And the minute you think about it now without understanding about it, it is a reality you're living in now. So, um, David... Um, what I was me- meaning is that, and I need probably need to think about this more myself because you raise a really good point there. I was really meaning that a lot of times people talk about their the thinking they have as not being real, and you know I really think it's real. Um, I was looking at it more in the present. You know, somebody uh, start to see, well, oh gosh, you know, I better, uh, I'm late for my phone call. Well, that's real. Or, you know, um, I need to go do some grocery shopping. That's real. Uh, Or, you know, I better stop at the stop sign. That's real. Um, um, That's what, that's what I was referring to. I did, I guess what I really wanted to share is people not so, um, easily uh, dismiss uh, thought as unreal. I guess that was really my point. Um, And I think to also realize that um, whatever you think becomes the reality you live in in the moment, right? So like you're saying, David, if somebody is thinking about the future and they give that energy, that, that future moment will come alive for them right now. They'll be alive right now. Like we just uh, finished taxes, tax, you know, uh, taxes here in the States. And um, for, you know, three weeks I was thinking about what I would owe. And um, when I really engaged that thinking, I got nervous. So, and I got regretful for not putting money aside, enough money aside. So it was alive for me in that moment, you know. But, I wasn't, I I didn't have my, I I didn't really, um, the taxes weren't real yet, physically real. I hope that made sense. I didn't want to confuse anyone. Um, David, did that make sense to you? Yes, it did. And and I think uh, um, in the community, there has to be more flushing out of this, you know, more, more thinking about, about thought. Well, I think that's the rest of our lives is to continue to evolve our understanding of the true nature of thought. I think that um, 
what I wanted us to be careful about is to just um, have a blanket statement that uh, thought isn't real. I just wanted us to be careful about looking at thought that way. So thank you so much, David. Um, great to hear you. Great, and um, uh, thank you. Great, David. Anybody else want to share um, with us anything that's coming to mind for you? Um, okay, we have someone. Um, I don't have a name. This is someone around Seattle, Washington. Hi, Mark. Dan Lingard here. Oh, Dan, hi. Hi there. Nice, hey, I, nice I to love have it. you join us. Thank you. So nice to be here. Always good to hear you. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, and I love this this talk about thought, the nature of thought, and I seem to get lost in it a little bit, and and I'm okay with that. And also just um, be, what I'm hearing you saying is that our thoughts are real to us in that moment through consciousness. Is that would that be an accurate way of viewing it or yes. stating it? Yes. Okay. And my question is, and you brought it up at the beginning, and I've been researching this a little bit as far as homelessness, and I think San Francisco and Seattle have incredible problems with homelessness. And any thoughts around what some things to do with the three principles uh, around recovery and homelessness? I know that's a big question. Um, yeah. Well, um, it is, it's a, it's a very, it is, there's a lot to say about that question. Um, so, so let's step back to your first point. Um, so remember, I was just, in my, my sharing about thought and it being real, I just wanted us to be careful not to uh, blanket, make it a blanket statement that whatever you create through thought uh, is unreal or is not real. Sid says, thought is real. It's the reality you live in. It's your reality. And so I would just stay reflective there. Um, and whatever thinking you're, whatever thinking you're doing, that's real for you. It, it, it feels real immediately. Now, in homelessness, um, my goodness, you know, uh, I think one of the first things is um, that uh, I think that it would be very impactful if everyone addressing the problem came from love and understanding, that everyone addressing the problem had the understanding that uh, that human being who is homeless is mind and is the same as everyone. And um, I think that would do, that would have an impact on um, what gets created as um, a ways to be of, of, of service. Um, and I think that um, what gets missing is that 
homelessness as well as other community issues get labeled as things. And again, you know, as, once you lay, label something, that becomes real, doesn't it? It's just like what we're talking about, you know. But right. I think that the first step, the first step is to be able to find some ways to have conversations with the leaders of a community where uh, love and understanding could be introduced to all people who reach out to this population to see that they are mine um, and that that they're caught up at a level of consciousness that uh, this looks like all they can do. And I think that would really impact what gets created. Uh, and also how, um, you know, you never know what, when you really truly have that understanding for another human being, you never know what really comes to mind to create, uh, to be of service to human suffering. Probably something beyond what you had thought about, really. And I think that's probably missing in all our outreach to people in the community that uh, are suffering. You know, to, just on the side, um, one of the things that, uh, again, I think, again, you know, what would really be helpful is an opportunity where uh, people um, who uh, are suffering as a result of their homelessness can have an opportunity to hear where their experience comes from. I think that would be yeah. a beautiful thing to offer, right? Um, yeah. Many, many years ago in the 1990s, uh, Roger Mills was um, really the psychologist that brought the principals into communities. And there was an organization, I think it was called the Volunteers of America, where Roger and Elsie Spittle did programs for them. And they created this beautiful um, outreach program to the homeless in Los Angeles, California, where their center allowed um, homeless people to live uh, protected anywhere they wanted to live. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't mandated to live inside the shelter. So there were places outside the shelter where people could live, can sleep, uh, that were protected. Um, when they came in for health assessments, there were counselors trained in the understanding of the principles that would try to, try to share with them this understanding. But first they built rapport and they listened to them. Every one of the staff in this, in this, um, program, uh, really saw that every, every person coming to the shelter were, were the principles in action were the same as them. So it was very powerful and some way that just got lost in the, you know, over the years, but that was just one model. That was one model coming from understanding that everybody in the community suffering is connected to us. We're, they're the same as as us, were it not for the thinking they're doing. Yeah. So, and, and it's a very, there's a lot more to say, but I think, um, I think that's really the first step is um, anybody outreaching to the, to people in the community that are suffering need to come from love and understanding. 
And that understanding is to really see deeply, this is, I'm connected to this person. I'm spiritually connected to this person in my community. Their mind like I am. As Sid said, you know, no one is any less holy than anybody else. Right. Everyone is what he would call, he said, everyone is Christ consciousness, Buddha consciousness, whatever. Everyone is that. So I think once that happened, there would be an immense change in what gets created. Yeah, thank you. You touched a couple of things, uh, meeting with leaders. I get the privilege of being, you know, having a little bit in recovery as well as real estate and uh, and uh, potential to meet with leaders and then bringing the three principles to that. So I appreciate you you sharing on that. And I so look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Yes, Dan. Yes. Come. Yeah, for sure. Come up and say hello. Let's let's have a time to chat or something like that. I sure will. Okay, Dan. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. So anybody else? We have uh, time for one more person. If anybody wanted to share or ask a question, it's just start two on your phone. Hi, I think this is Janet. <laughs> Does it say Julie? Yes. <laughs> I cannot get that fixed. But it's good that you recognize that it's not Julie. Yes, it's Janet. Yes. Hi, well, Janet. I just want to hi. I just want to say, um, overthinking this stuff really kind of drives me crazy. And um, I've always disliked thinking about thinking. And so I try not to do that really, but what I try to do is recognize that my thoughts and the feelings that are created by my thoughts oftentimes are not based in reality. Some things are, um, you know, like you're saying, a lot of a lot of things are real in our reality. But um, I just want to thank you for, I just think it, the message that you bring is so full of beauty and love and kindness and compassion. And that, I think, is, you know, what the world really needs, is to be able to look at ourselves and one another from a perspective of uh, love and compassion and kindness. That's something that um, you have said to me that resonates with me constantly when I find myself having thoughts that are, counterproductive or unkind or whatever that um i just want to say thank you because i feel like i've uh i've been lifted to a new level of consciousness being able to recognize the thoughts that are not reality and the emotions that are created by those thoughts and it can be turned around in a few seconds and um, it's just brought me so much more peace and joy in my life and a lot more compassion for the people around me and the things that I see going on in the world. And so, you know, I just want to say thank you. Well, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, thank you, Janet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... That's really at the feeling. Could you get a sense of the feeling in Janet? The, 
the compassion, kindness. That's really the direction Sid Meebanks always told us it's in that direction. And the gentleness and kindness. And I love, Janet, that you could see that the reality you live in could be turned around in a second. And, um, you know, again, it's back to Sidney Banks' words, you know, you're just a thought away from kindness, compassion, love, and understanding for yourself, too. For yourself, too. You know, I guess what I also wanted to share is that many times people are up against a very stressful situation, you know, and I don't want them to take that they're thinking, oh, this is stressful as unreal. That's, I guess, probably why I'm so adamant about this, because I think there are situations that call that can really be beyond what's humanly possible, or at least it's, a, it's important to acknowledge that you're tired, that it is stressful, that someone isn't speaking to, to you in a nice tone, that, uh, and so forth. However, um, I love what Janet is sharing, that uh, you can look into that. You can recognize, I better look in here and see either how to take care of myself, which again moves you to gentleness and compassion, or is there another way for me to look at this? Um, and I think the hallmark or the, uh, uh, the um, guiding light is compassion. Understanding, that's what I was talking about, Dan, about love and understanding. True compassion is seeing that everyone is the same and uh, everyone is doing all they can given the thinking they're creating innocently in their minds right now. So I hope this was very, I hope this was helpful to everyone. Um, Janet, I really appreciate your, uh, your gratitude. It really touched me. Um, so uh, we're going to come to a close. All of you, um, if you receive this announcement, you'll be getting an email with the link to um, listen to this recording. Uh, you can either get the link to my website or uh, there is now we're now on podcast. Uh, iTunes on podcast, Dr. Mark Howard is what you look up on podcast and, and on SoundCloud. You get the link to all three. Again, I wanted to remind everyone that I'm going to be in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada in May, May 17th to the 20th, giving two seminars. If you want more information about that, just email me at drmarkhoward at comcast.net. Anyway, so happy to be with all of you again. Thank you for those of, for, for being here. And um, uh, I look forward to us talking again next month. So take care of everyone. Have a good month. And uh, thank you again for being here. Bye. The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to